All right. And uh, coming in over here off of NBC News, uh, transgender people who have access to gender affirming surgery report better mental health outcomes, according to a new study. The report published Wednesday in JAMA Surgery uh, compared psychological um, distress levels, suicide risk, and substance use in trans and gender diverse people who had undergone gender affirming surgery with those who wanted such procedures but had not yet had them. The researchers found that subjects who had not received the surgical interventions they desired were nearly twice as likely to report severe psychological distress and suicidal thoughts and reported higher incidences of binge drinking and tobacco use as well. And we have a quote here. Um, This study adds to a growing body of evidence showing affirmation in all forms can be life-saving for trans and gender diverse people. End quote by the lead author, Anthony Almazan, a fourth-year medical student at the Harvard Medical School. Quote, Policies that limit access to care can put lives at risk. Our evidence shows we should be expanding gender-affirming care, not limiting it. End quote from Anthony Almazan, the fourth-year medical student at the Harvard Medical School. Continuing, Depending on an individual's sex assigned at birth, a variety of surgical options are available, including facial contouring, tracheal shaving, chest construction, hysterectomy, uh, uh, phalloplasty, and vaginoplasty. Of the participants who um, indicated interest in one or more procedures, 13% had undergone surgery at the last two years prior to being surveyed, while 59% wanted to but hadn't. Overall, gender-affirming surgery was associated with 42% uh, with a 42% reduction in psychological distress, a 44% reduction in suicidal thoughts, and a 35% reduction in tobacco smoking. The authors say their findings shouldn't be interpreted as suggesting all transgender people want or need surgery. We have a quote from Dr. Alex Kirkalan. There are many different gender-affirming surgeries, and not everyone pursues every option or any. We can't make any assumptions. End quote from Dr. Alex Kirkland, who directs the National LGBTQIA Health and Education Center at the Fenway Institution in Boston. Back to Anthony Almazan. Anthony Almazan uh, plans to specialize in psychiatry and agreed, saying whether uh, to undergo any form of transition is a personal decision. Quoting, The role of physicians and surgeons is to help individuals determine what is appropriate for them. There are multiple studies showing other forms of transitions have had similar results. End quote. From Anthony Almazan. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Kirkland 
uh, cited a 2020 study that found uh, changing one's legal name and gender marker on government documents was also associated with improved mental health. And that's from the doctor K-E-U-R-O-G-H-L-I-A-N. Kirklan? Nailed it. Uh, the new report, however, represents the large, the first large-scale controlled study of the relationship between gender-affirming surgery and psychological well-being. It uses data from nearly 20,000 participants in the 2015 uh, U.S. Transgender Survey con- conducted by the National Center for Transgender Equality. About 39% of the participants identified as transgender women, 33% as transgender men, and 27% as non-binary. Other forms of affirmative care were adjusted for including puberty blockers and hormone therapy, as were socio uh, socio-demographic factors like age, race, economic status, The analysis didn't parse results by specific procedure or gender identity, but Anthony Almazon indicated that could be addressed in future studies. While the number of transgender individuals seeking to surgically transition has steadily increased over the past decade, research on its impact has been limited. A 2019 report from the American Journal of Psychiatry ultimately found, quote, no advantage, unquote, in surgery, uh, in surgery in relation to psychological distress and suicide attempts. But according to Anthony Almazon, it relied on a much smaller sample size and lacked a proper control group. Quote, when they did update their analysis to include a control group, they didn't differentiate between people who wanted a gender-affirming surgery and hadn't had it and those who didn't want it. End quote. And Dr. K, let's say, said the issue of the gender-affirming healthcare is often clouded by, quote, an anti-trans political agenda, uh, and, and, uh, and continues to argue that trans people will, quote, will eventually regret accessing care, end quote. Uh, Talking about the transphobes that like to um, try to, you know, they dig as far as they can find to find someone who regretted a surgery or something and try to blow that story up. Eh, We know the transphobes propaganda around here. Uh, Continuing toward the end here, um, Dr. Sherman Lease is a Pennsylvania physician who has been performing gender-confirming surgeries for more than 20 years, and it said that um, uh, Almazan and Dr. K's findings are further proof that, quote, all barriers to transgender care and denial of insurance coverage for transgender surgeries uh, clearly should be removed. Uh, they continue saying, this is evidence to show those health plan insurers who have not wanted to cover transgender surgery because they wanted more evidence showing the efficiency of surgery that gender-affirming surgery should be made available to transgender and diverse gender people, end quote. Coming at you from winecellarmedia.com.
The federal government is banning its own citizens from returning to Australia if they've been in India in the previous two weeks with the prospect of jail time and hefty fines. The government says it's a drastic but necessary step. Human rights campaigners have slammed the latest travel restrictions. Reporter Jacob Cakey joins me now from Parliament House in Canberra. So, Jacob, just how will this work? Well, it's a, it's a ban on Australian citizens and permanent residents returning to Australia if they've been in India at any point uh, in the two weeks prior to their intended date of arrival. Now, this is being done under the Health Minister's powers under the Biosecurity Act, which uh, gives the Minister uh, sweeping powers in effect uh, to keep Australia safe. Now, uh, Anyone who, who does not comply with these rules uh, faces pretty severe penalties, a jail time of up to five years and or a fine of $66,000. Now, the reason this is being done uh, is obviously direct flights uh, had, had previously been halted from India, but there were lingering concerns about Australians coming home from India via a third country. We saw some Australians earlier this week, including some cricketers from the Indian Premier League, uh, return via Doha. So uh, the federal government is hoping that this will will put a put a halt to that. It's a temporary measure in place until the 15th of May, when it will be reviewed uh, again. Now the Treasurer Josh Frydenberg does concede that it's a drastic step, but says that it's one that the health advice has shown is necessary. When National Cabinet met, they received the most up-to-date briefing from our Chief Medical Officers. And their advice is that we need to put in place these secure measures with respect to people coming from India to Australia. So they're temporary, they'll be reviewed on the 15th of May, but they're designed, based on the medical advice, to keep Australians safe. Josh Frydenberg there. Now, Jacob, what's been the reaction so far to this decision? Well, from human rights campaigners, it's been one of, of shock. The, uh, the Human Rights Watch group has described, uh, described this move as outrageous, saying that uh, the government should be helping Australian citizens get home from India, not uh, locking them in place, given the uh, incredibly dire nature of the pandemic situation there. It continues to get worse by the day, uh, seeing now, uh, yesterday we saw nearly 400,000 cases recorded in India, so uh, some shocking numbers there. Now, Labor's reaction has also been uh, one of disappointment. Uh, the Labor frontbencher, Tanya Plibersek, who we heard from earlier, uh, she says that it's a, a move that shows that the government uh, hasn't delivered when it comes to getting Australians home. It is inexplicable that we haven't opened up federal quarantine facilities a year ago. Um, senior public servants were telling Scott Morrison that he could open up federal quarantine facilities. He's done absolutely nothing to make that happen. The reason so many people are stuck in India today is because Scott Morrison has failed on our borders and quarantine the same way that he has failed on the vaccine rollout. Now, all of this uh, will be reviewed on the 15th of May. That's when the current halt uh, to direct and repatriation flights uh, from India is due to expire, but the government's previously indicated it will take a, a significant improvement in the situation and in uh, the numbers of, uh, of COVID-positive uh, uh, people in the Australian quarantine system uh, for that halt to be lifted. Jacob Kagi reporting there from Parliament House in Canberra. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. All right, ma'am. Um, here we go. On the spot. You're ready for it. You don't even have your smart device up. Oh, what am I ready for? What are we doing? <clears throat> okay. Uh, just a little bit of news with a little bit of time. This is for the free half. 
Mm-hmm. Right, the um the full episode of this will go um straight up on the uh, patreon.com slash wine solar media fund at the Phoenix and Williams show level <coughs> uh, where we talked about um uh, gangster rap and um and we covered the coverage that came from uh, the Black Talk Radio Network. And um they did some interesting coverage over there. And uh, we basically discussed their discussion. Like, um, I think Scotty Reed and his guest, they made uh, some interesting points. And uh, we had some counterpoints and some agreements. And that one is up behind the paywall. And uh, this is what we're shooting out at the end of the joint. There's uh, DC Love posted up in the joint over there. Oh, oh, scooby doo boop. And I should go ahead and message Jess Loco. Mm-hmm. As one tends to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. There we go. Jesus Christ. It's live there. All right, Miss Ma'am. There's good stuff going yeah, you on. Want serious news? Funny news? What do you want? Serious. Serious news? It is time to get serious. Okay. I'm only serious. Really? All the time. Okay. Like Jesus. What? All right. Um, all right. Let's go with this one. Um,. A black firefighter has been released from prison after evidence surfaces showing Virginia police officer lied about traffic stop. Hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. All right. A former black firefighter was released from prison Wednesday after a Fairfax, Fairfax County Circuit Court overturned his 2019 conviction on drug and gun charges. The judge wrote that the decision in the case had been built on quote-unquote false statements. Judge Daniel Ortiz threw out the conviction Tuesday, April 20th, writing free tags, false statements undermine judicial integrity for the public size and left a man sitting in prison for almost two years. Elon Wilson, age 26. Oh, God, he's so young. Uh, was a respected member of the Washington, D.C. Fire Department with no criminal record when he was pulled over in 2018 by Fairfax County uh, officer Jonathan Freetag. He was released uh, in Nottaway Work Center in Southern Virginia Wednesday. Freetag, who was white, said he pulled Wilson's vehicle over because the driver had dark tinted windows and crossed the solid center line. But following an internal affairs investigation by the Fairfax County Police Department, it found that Freetag wasn't truthful about the reason why he pulled Wilson over. Uh, Ortiz, the judge said what occurred in this case is a failing in our criminal justice system. When the rules work together, they turn the gears of judicial machinery towards justice. Instead, this officer's false representations disrupted the entire mechanism. Freetag is now under investigation by the state of, F- uh, state of Virginia and by the FBI, and prosecutors hope to clear more than 400 convictions obtained by this police officer. Wilson's case came first because he was the only person who was convicted who was still behind bars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, during the uh, stop, Freetag said he smelled marijuana, so he removed the occupants and discovered 450 Oxycontin tablets and two handguns. What the fuck? Uh, Wilson told the, told police that the weapons and drugs belonged to his passenger, but was threatened by prosecutors for a 10-year sentence for distributing drugs. Then the father of a five-month-old, Wilson, took a plea deal and received a three-year sentence and began serving in 2019. And that's why people take plea deals. He entered in an Alford plea, a plea in which the defendant does not admit guilt, but acknowledges that a jury would be likely to convict them. 
Around the same time, the police department received a complaint about Freetag's conduct and began reviewing footage of the officer's traffic stops. Amid an internal investigation, the FBI assisted in reviewing the cases, and prosecutors dismissed several pending charges. The officer has been accused of falsifying reports and removing drugs from the police property room. Okay. So that's going on. Good cops. Huh. And now they're going to overturn another 400 cases. What? And see, that's that shit where people be like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. And that has never made sense to me because this, like, even if it was literally just, you know, a hand, excuse me, a handful of cops were the bad guys. Like, literally one cop, 400 cases. And that's not just 400 people um, in these cases. That's also like, how does that impact their kids, their parents, their partners, their families? Um, their, you know, co-workers, colleagues, neighbors, right? So one cop, 400 people he fucked up. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, and this day in our Lord's homophobia uh, yes. is a CEO uh, fired from Jizob for harassing a, uh, a person of whom we understand to be a cis uh, teenage boy in a prom dress. And this is from uh, April 29th. Right now it's May 2nd. We're three days late. Come on. And um, and so <laughs> I like that this article is from the folks at a website called Scary Mommy. Mm-hmm. I've seen them before. They appear to just be one of those websites. If it's viral, they do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um. So they are a bit editorialized in the coverage here by Madison Vanderberg uh, saying a super cool and confident teenage boy from Franklin, Tennessee, wore a gorgeous uh, red dress. All right. Kind of upselling it there. Uh, Gorgeous uh, red dress uh, to prom. uh, And while he was uh, taking photos outside of a hotel with his boyfriend uh, head of the high school prom, a fully grown adult man came up to the kid and verbally harassed him for wearing the dress. I and one of the people have have not seen this here video yet. All right, so let's uh, check this. I'm sure he's going to say things that make sense about stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, the white man marches on. Let's hear it. I told you that I want to wear something. Fuck off. Okay. Okay, I like that start. Start with the fem kids saying "fuck off." <laughs> it's fantastic. That's how you do it. Okay. All right. Off top, saying so, cuz saying I chose what I want to wear, so you could fuck off. This is my gear. Yeah. All right. This is the best dress I could get. I know I'm gonna have to sashay away, but this is my fucking dress. Tell you what I want to wear so you can fuck off. Okay? Okay. Right? Think he looks gross? Looks kid. disgusting? Yeah? Yeah. Why is he following like, him? What does he look like? You look like an idiot. Yeah, see, no, you can't do that shit. Like, you fuck around and do that shit in front of niggas like me. No, I'm not going to just run up and attack the white man. <laughs> but I'm going to go stand in front of the kid in the dress. Mm-hmm. So now you're gonna run into me, and we're gonna bump chess. Don't run into me. That's assault, and I have to defend myself because <laughs> you're attack. You're not attacking the gay kid anymore. Now you're attacking me, and I and you got a racist haircut. 
This yeah, is a hate crime. He looks so fucking weird and smug. I don't. His face is just. Ugh. Yeah, that's why. Yo, we need um, we need the white homies on tap. White homies, be ready. If a black person says to you, that other white guy called me the N-word, that's what you heard. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah. He called me the N-word and he swung. That's what you said. You heard the side, so everybody saw. You look like an idiot. Get Please the stop. fuck away from Please me. Stop. What does he look like? Please stop. Oh. Do not No, sir. No, sir. I can Please fucking stop. record you all Get I want. Get the fuck away. There's some... See, now that smugness... Right, that fucking no-lipped fu- It looks, it, isn't that the, was it Nick Sandman? Nick Sandman. The fucking, that was the teenage boy that was harassing the indigenous cat. Oh, yeah. With the fucking, yes. that smirk. Mm-hmm. It's that same fuck. We know what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm telling you, like, I see your little saggy, droopy chest, chest under that uh, fucking overpriced polo shirt. Nigga, I'll knock both your little flabby cis man joints in. He's got the poke out nipples too. You see him? I see him. You see he's got the poke outs. Yeah, I see. All right. Homophobes have hard nipples for some reason. Right? Well, he's probably getting sexually aroused by trying to terrorize a possibly gay kid. Right? Yeah. We don't even, I don't know anything about this kid except for the fact that, you know, he's, he, he got a discount. Kinsonera, he's rocking it. Yes, I'm dissing the dress. But it's not an ugly the dress. It's yeah. an ugly dress. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> it's not a good fit. Oh, do not. Leave no, sir. Please. No, sir. I can please fucking stop. record you all Get I want. The fuck away. Keep talking. Please, please. Look like a moron. Get away. All right, and then there's somebody else that's just like, yeah, it's a bunch of kids. Come on, dude. Like a real grown up that has to come and babysit the grown up. Mm. His face has not changed. No, like he is holding that smirk. He's enjoying the living shit out of this. And he don't fuck with guy like white dudes that comb their hair that that Trump comb. Like there's not as much hair, but that like I need to roll this up over all around here. It, it, it's a look that you're you're choosing to say something, all right? You put a cover on the book that tells me something about what's in it. I'm sorry, I'm gorgeous. Are you? Yes. Yep. Just gorgeous. Right. He doesn't even know what to say to harass them. At this point, he's just harassing them with his continued unwanted present. Oh, because that should be sufficient. See, nigga, but you and- do realize that these people, when they show up and do that, they assume that they're like intimidating you or triggering you or stressing you out by merely being in your space when they know you don't want them there. Like, that is his antagonism. That's why his hands are in his pockets. Like Derek Chauvin. (laughs) And see, see, and that's why I'd love to be there for that shit. I swear, if you're one of these homophobes that likes to do this to these kids, it's only a numbers game before I'm there. This is absolutely, like, I guarantee you this guy has also followed women around a bar doing this exact thing when they won't fuck him. Hmm. Like, I guarantee it. See? And then that's when I say the magic words. You should probably just whoop my ass then. (laughs) Teach me to get out of your way. Oh, no. Guys like this don't fight. Yeah. Yeah. Their presence, their presence is their weapon. All right, nigga, I'm black and loud. <laughs> I'm so fucking loud. 
let's weaponize. And apparently, whoever that kid is in the dress, they're down to get loud, too. It's going to be a shindig. <laughs> yep, just me and the queer kids. That's all I need. He's the one that's following us. We moved. Like, we moved from over there over here. Seriously, come on, dude. We don't want any drama. Is it really worth it? Yeah, like, come on. Seriously, dude. We don't want no drama tonight. And someone put up a uh, image of him last seen being a homophobe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that cat, um... He got fired? Yep, got fired from his gosh darn gig, which I say, uh, you gotta you gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You gotta work harder, son. Yeah. All right. Uh-oh, you had, you had some final... The final heat. Oh, yeah. Are we doing more? Uh, is there a final, a final short one? Or no? Uh, we can just make fun of someone. Oh, shit. Do you want to make fun of Fine. People? I know you like to make fun of people. Fine. You and your fun. Did you know that there's a new dating website for Christian men who hate feminists? Ah, shit. It, what, incel.co? I thought that... <laughs> no, 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 that's that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all the niche dating websites out there, it's not surprising uh, to find one for certain types of Christians. Not the types who you'd Christian mingle, mind you. Instead, let us introduce you to Dominion Dating, a site for Christian men who are fed up with feminists. Dominion Dating. Dominion Isn't Dating. Isn't Dominionist like some like yes. control shit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Dominion Dating. All right, Dominion so get dating. yourself a Dominionist man, ladies. Mm -hmm. And so they have the membership agreement. <laughs> it's an agreement and not a contract. It's an agreement. Uh, so this is for godly singles who agree with our two-party member agreement, and that's you have to say that you agree with this to apply to use the website. So statements of convictions. One, we declare Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We affirm the dominion mandate. Be, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. <laughs> so literally, yes, dominionism. We affirm male headship as normative in the spheres of family, church, civil governance, and society at large, and believe that God has endowed men with real authority to govern well for the good of mankind and the glory of God. Mm -hmm. We affirm God's plan for women is to exercise dominion in the home as housemaker and helpmate in submission to a husband. Uh, we reject careerism as normative for women. Uh, we believe marriage should not be unduly postponed for modern pursuits such as educational attainment or life experiences and view dating as an intentional path towards marriage and reject the idea of casual dating. Mm -hmm. We affirm that marriage is not divorced from being fruitful and multiplying and parents are held accountable <laughs> by God to raise children. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would sign up for this. This is horrible. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the one. See, I, w I want... Can't they... So I guess you have to be a member of the website to see posts on it. Yeah. I want to meet these fucking people. They're fucking... We commit to pursuing sexual purity, abstaining from fornication, pornography, just dressing sensuously, or entertaining lustful thoughts. Yeah. This is a... I want to see where this goes. You like, don't want women that entertain lustful thoughts. Correct. Well, you can't well, be lustful until after you're married. You well, see. stop being a bigot and get down with the ace community. <laughs> no. 
Oh, that's no. because you're incels. Mm-hmm. They are incels. They have to be because what else is this? Weird. It is weird. Because also, like, the, it's almost like you're thinking about you want to... It's for men that want to control women, but it's, like, presented as if it's, like, a controlled space for everyone. Yeah. When, no, anything patriarchal is just to control women. And they have an ad, apparently. Ah, shit. Do you want me to tag you in the ad? Yeah, the Wine Cellar Media page. God damn it. Here okay. we go with the shit. Yes. Phoenix Collider uh, yeah. always with the ads. What? Why? Why? Adding them up. There you go. Okay, ad monger. Let me go to my notifications. Mm-hmm. Christian dating done right. Yes. I'm pretty sure this advertisement is going to fucking make me a true believer. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want to go somewhere in between, like, incels and the those quiverful people, yeah. Them quiver, them quiver folks? Yes. All right, well, let's get to quivering on them now. Holy shit. No! Okay. All right. Dominion dating Christian done right. Our culture is dying from lack of marriages. When reformation and revival falls on our country, you will... Oh, wait. What is You'll know it by the wedding bells that ring. Okay. And that's a quote from Jess Sumter. That's good. Jesse Sumter. Ah, yes. Jesse indeed. Yes. Not Jess with a silent E at the end. No. No, that's not the way I'd say it. I'd no. say it the right way. Not like some dipshit that says it wrong. <laughs> what the fuck? Is Did that a guy say- in blackface? <laughs> oh my god! This is fantastic. <laughs> So it's because these things flash by very quickly. Holy shit. This is actually pretty fucking dark. Um, So singleness is a gift. I'm like pause running it. Okay. So and it's showing a woman that looks sweaty. Yeah. And maybe in a sports bra of some sort. I'm going to assume that she's like being left out in the rain or something because she refuses to get married or some shit. Like it's probably related to some punishment for her. And then another one that she's into rouge. Is that what that is? That is rouge. Okay, so another one kind of very, very mugshot is kind of right up on them. Uh, but, and then, now, it, I don't know if they're flashing pride colors on purpose. But again, these flashes are happening super fast. Yeah. Maybe it's just meant to be, like, out of focus. And then I guess it shows, like, a nice guy leaning up against the wall. He just can't find a girl. Yeah, but he, but he's a guy of color, so this is not fucking racist, okay? Maybe he, uh, I don't know, like, is a porn addict or something, because they made a non-white guy, like, a good guy in this video? But we just saw a guy in blackface. He's such a good guy, yes, on a pink polo shirt like that. And he's leaning up against a cork board like that is fucking, he's, he works in an office. Mm. Our generation is lost and lonely, barren. Holy shit, the guy in black... So that's how fast the guy in blackface flashes by. There it is. Holy shit, that happens quick. Yo, this is dark. So right there, that flash by happens so fucking fast you miss it at, do I have a, nah, the the Twitter video player doesn't have a good second count. But yeah, it's early in the video 
and it's a white dude in blackface with an afro wig on. Okay, but why is he dressed like a clown? And hold, he's holding like an axe or something, right? Yeah. So like if you're if you're like a lustful white woman, a black man will attack you? I don't know. What the Yeah, he's fuck? fucking holding a mallet. Yeah, he's fuck? holding a mallet with clown clothes. Maybe it's not blackface. Maybe it's a clown and it's bad focus. No, because if you go back, you can see before they do that rainbow color. You can see it if you go back. Damn, this is ill. Uh, folks, right there. Oh, that is shit. blackface, yeah. nigga. What is this video? Holy shit. I'm glad this is the free half. <laughs> Holy shit. Or a Black clown will pummel you with a mallet, white women. That's what happens. I don't. Congratulations, lost. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at it again slow. Okay, it doesn't go that fast, but yeah, okay. Damn. Our generation is lost and lonely, barren and bitter. The barren and bitter barren and bitter so i like how they're saying our generation but clearly talking about well i'm gonna say cis women i assume these people think trans women aren't real women yeah um, but like clearly talking about like cis women barren that is not a word that is used to describe men yeah what, what's wrong with dave oh he's just barren <laughs> he is not going to have another kid. And you know he had a daughter, so that it's pretty much over for him. Too bad. Yeah, Baron Dave. It's not good for men to be alone. We're created by God for divine purpose, to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. To be fruitful and multiply and take dominion and then water splashes up against the cliff because you got to manifest your destiny to that yep. other end of the continent. That's literally what they're pushing. Yeah. I'm Brandon Durham, founder of Dominion Dating. Our goal That's is exactly how I'd expect. Right. Why do they? Sounds exactly how I'd expect. <sighs> what is up with the black fleece clown though? What? Right, and he's got to have the fucking limp biscuit beard with no mustache look. Yes, fucking come on, Brandon. Create the best network of Christian singles in the world. Doctrinally sound. Is that was that the language I just saw? That's sexy. Wow. Doctrinally sound and marriage ready. World. Sexy. We believe in pursuing marriage locally. However, with so many Christians confused on marriage, many singles must look beyond for a godly spouse. Wow, they just dissed a woman for proposing to her boyfriend. <laughs> okay. And then also So that's not real marriage. Who's their audio editor that just went into like Skrillex music and then turned to classical <laughs> like a second later to put up the words feminist swamp? Is that what's out there in the dating world? Is a feminist swamp? I don't know. There's barely like a half a percent of women that are feminist any damn way. You know how much like that, what, center-right conservatism runs the show? Conventional dating sites fail to deliver. Soy boy swamp? A soy boy swamp where apparently white men wear bandanas like Tupac. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. You is see, that, is that the blackface guy? 
I don't know. Now he's Harriet Tubman. It's not blackface <laughs> anymore. It's liberation. Oh, uh, oh God. It's representation. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then why did they have to get one of his eyeballs in the O of the word soy and then expand it? Like, I can tell they artificially expanded his eyeball to make... Damn near like Uncle Ruckus. It kind of is blackface. <laughs> oh my God, what is Fail it? to deliver. Dominion dating is dramatically different. We go the distance. All right, they got Ocasio-Cortez's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got a ginger-looking fella. That Does nigga she? look like the motherfucker on the Lucky Charms box. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him. There's a funny-looking cat. To connect godly singles. And then they play gay club music. Who fucking made this soundtrack? Right? Yeah, let's run that back and let that music <laughs> slide in on its own. Hold up. We go the distance to connect godly singles. What the fuck is this? It sounds like a fucking pit bull beat. And, it, and who is doing the fucking audio <laughs> editing on this thing? I like how you're just as upset about the audio editing as the actual message. And then back to the bells. Okay, but what is happening with the blackface clown? God damn. Someone explain it to me. (laughs) Boom. All right. Data, join the... How are you finding this shit? Who are these people? Looking for uh, looking at the Twitter um, comment sections, and part two for the dudes: no women in leadership in civil governance or society. It, oh, they got screenshots from their website. Oh, yeah, ah, that's a fun time. All right, but it is one forty in the PM, folks, and we are gonna go ahead and make an escape from here. Yes, I need to go down to the factory. It is very important. <laughs> that, uh, ma'am, mm-hmm. it is very important that whatever the fuck product, we're, it's the cereal bar line. Oh, yeah. So basically, you know when the the cereal companies take their cereal and then take basically the Rice Krispie treats recipe and just apply that to every other cereal. Yeah, and then just basically turn those into candy bars by putting a coating on the bottom. Yeah, and basically, I'm gonna go run. Tens of thousands of those. <laughs> Keeping America fed. Yeah. Literally, the machine runs, um, it can run like 500, 600 a minute, but we're probably going to run 425 a minute for the shift. If we get an ambitious supervisor, they're going to say make it 450. Yeah. And uh, that's what's going to go on. I have to go do that. It's so important. It is important. All right. So, uh, this was the free half that you folks just saw on the Face Booze Live that will be posted to the regular uh, podcast deal there. And uh, the Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund at the Phoenix and Williams show level, the $10 a month level, will have the full episode. And did my Zoom meeting crash early? No, it did not. Good. All right. So, get the heck out of here. Bam. Zoom meeting. Stop it. Face booze live. Mm-hmm. You better get out of here, sucker. Yes. Oh, wait. I think I messed it up. Wait oh. a second. Aw, oh, shit. Did I end the face booze live? Oh, there I did. Yep. Okay. And podcast audio. You're. Do you actually listen to this all the way till this part? <laughs>